what's up? Welcome back to Simply Introspective Podcast, a podcast on anything and everything. I'm your host, Emma, and happy new year, happy decade, happy 2020, 2020 vision. That's all we are going to try and see this decade, this year, all that jazz. I just wanted to come on here and kind of give you all a list of all the things I've learned in the past year. Um, 2020, or not 2020, 2019 was definitely one for the books. It was full of change, full of growth, full of new experiences. And I just want to impart some of that advice onto you. Before we get started, I have a couple segments lined up. I'm trying to test out some new concepts that I've been working on, some that I've gotten inspired from other podcasts, others that I just feel on my own is something I want to bring to the pod. So first off, I am currently recording this at school. I'm back at school, back at the University of Florida, continuing my first week back and it is interesting. Um, I've had to drop a class. I've had to kind of get involved in other things and that will come a little bit later in the podcast but just to let you know where I am standing, it's already starting out pretty great. (laughs) I say that very sarcastically but anyways, I will continue to explain that in highlights and lowlights or just highs and lows for short back in my youth group at home we used to always go around in a circle and just say what our highlights and lowlights were for the week so I want to kind of bring that on the podcast because I feel like that's a personal kind of thing to put on there and also it lets you know how I stand and so you can relate to that so first off my high was passion 2020 guys I don't know why I haven't gone the last year. Well, I was actually at another youth event, but I have no words. It was legitimately the most amazing, awe-inspiring, just affirming experience I've ever had in my faith journey. I mean, obviously, I know that a big conference isn't really supposed to, like, you know, start the cycle with anything. It It's in the mundane, like finding and getting close to your faith is like, you know, something that can be done any day and doesn't need like a huge conference to reaffirm. But just, I think the past semester, I've just been kind of feeling spiritually dead. I definitely focused more on school and, you know, getting adjusted. And I know I'm not alone in that boat. And I know I shouldn't really feel bad about that. But I feel like if I did have more of a faith foundation to fall back on like I have in past years it definitely would have helped kind of dissuade some of the fear that I was like experiencing all the stress kind of put things into perspective but guys I mean Sadie Robinson was there Tim Tebow y'all know I love me some Tim Tebow he's got that gator background so that's my bias but Sadie Robertson I freaking love her I've been following her for a little while now and just to see her live and to hear her speak and she was really funny she talked about her marriage with her husband and how their relationship progressed I could literally do a whole podcast episode short on that but there um, were so many other amazing incredible speakers those are the two that I can think off the top of my head right now but such an amazing message just being in 
we were in the Mercedes-Benz Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. For those of you who don't know, Passion is like a three-day conference. And for two of those days, you're literally just like sitting in an arena the whole entire day and listening to speakers and worshiping. And it's a lot of well-known Christian theology speakers and also worship bands. So Hillsong was there. Passion City Music was there. A couple other ones that I've never really heard of before. But it was absolutely amazing. The messages were just being in an arena, the Mercedes-Benz Arena, full of 65,000 plus people. Absolutely insane. And they're all around my age, 18 to 25-year-old is kind of the mix of ages we have. It was just so amazing and definitely set me on the right track as they literally timed it to have a chorus or like the beat quote-unquote drop as the clock struck midnight and like they had fireworks and there were fireworks coming out of the stadium and they just we literally just like kept worshiping like there wasn't any pause or break in that so that was surreal anyways before I come and continue talking about that um school schedule <laughs> that's gonna be my low for literally until April like early May late April. It is, as I said before, I had to drop a class. So pretty much my scenario is I came into college with my associate's degree. So I'm a freshman. This is my second semester as a freshman. And I already have my associate's. So I'm already like taking 2,000, 3,000 level courses. I actually am taking um, three out of my four classes that I'm taking right now are 3,000 level courses and so I am just already slammed with like more intense classes that I would have had if I just came in without really anything holding me up. So I, after much consideration, because I usually don't do this, like in my program I wasn't allowed to do what I'm about to say, but I dropped a class. I dropped my one credit hour class that just kind of wasn't really what I needed to be focusing on it I mean it's required for what I want to do and obviously I'm going to take it but just with the four classes that I'm taking now I'm taking like a grammar class um advertising like a lot of digital things if like <laughs> if I don't do well I'm not going to do well and business finance is literally one of the hardest classes that I probably ever will take for my minor. I know it's for my minor and I'm literally getting like so antsy over it, but it is so intense. The passing grade is literally a D and I just, that's not enough for me. So I know how hard I have to work and how much time I have to prioritize for those four classes, time management and just centering literally all my focus and attention around these classes. So I just kind of took one for myself and was like, you know what, like, I'm still a full-time student. Nothing is wrong with dropping a one credit hour class. Like, that's not going to do anything, but just cause you more stress and have, like, another class to think about. Um, and then that way, once I take the class next semester, I'll be able to vote, to devote more time and thoroughly be passionate and excited to learn about what that class has to offer. So that's what I did. And I did the whole like go through all the syllabi, put them in the planner, and there are just a lot of dates coinciding with each other. So <laughs> I have a lot of 
pre-planning to do. So as of right now, I don't have class Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I have a I have two classes right next to each other from like 8.30 to I'd say around like, I don't know, 12.35, something like that. But I have a girl in my sorority who is actually in both of those. So we will literally walk to from one class to the other, which I think is really cool. And she's really awesome and sweet. So I'm excited to get to know her more and just feel a lot better about being in these intense classes because I know someone else is doing them too with me that I know. So yeah, that's pretty much my highs and lows. So another segment I wanted to introduce into the pod is something I like to call what's ringing. So pretty much like what is the world and the celebrity space and social media kind of ringing into the world? Like what's buzzing, that kind of thing. I guess I could do like what's the buzz. I guess that's what I'll call it. What's the buzz? Because I start, I have like a thing with honey. So yeah, what's the buzz? What's the news, current events, all that sort of hoopla? <laughs> yeah, so the first segment is kind of like the more, not negative, but just unfortunate piece of news. The Australia fires have been burning for a very, <laughs> well, too long of a time because no amount of time is a good amount of time in terms of that. And I came across this BuzzFeed article, I know, so official, and they pretty much had an entire list of reliable and um, legitimate fundraising things to donate to, like, different sites, different organizations, different websites, so I will include that link in the bio, but I look forward to donating what I can, being a broke college student, but it is very unfortunate. Um, I know there's been a lot of turn towards celebrities and billionaires and kind of that whole thing of, you know, a lot of billionaires and people who are more than financially capable of putting money towards this cause, you know, kind of just giving their thoughts and prayers and that's it. And I think, you know, if you are capable and you have the money to spare and you are in a place where you're living comfortably and can give, I think you should. I know the whole thing with Kylie Jenner was a very unfortunate occurrence. I think she should have been more aware of what she was posting on her part. For those of you that don't know, she put up an Instagram story just acknowledging that the fires were happening and like billions of animals are perishing in the fires and that is a very serious thing. And then the next story she puts on is a picture of her real mink fur slippers and people just thought that was very distasteful, very inappropriate, not good timing if any because you know an animal was killed to make you know that slipper. So she was targeted a lot for that and I think she did listen and did understand because she it has been reported that she has donated one million dollars to the cause and that is supposed to go to ground level rescue efforts, um, I believe in terms of animals, but I will put the website link, BuzzFeed article of all the legitimate sources and websites and causes to donate to. And I look forward to going through that list and just wherever my heart calls me to donate, I will. So the next, um, event that I 
is more of a positive one. One that I am personally excited for is Netflix is going to release its third part of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on January 24th. I am more than excited. That has been a show I have followed religiously. I got into it almost when the second part was about to come out. I usually don't really get into shows all that much. I'm more like into YouTube and watching that, but as soon as I saw it, like I was hooked. It does have like a Stranger Things vibe. Netflix has just been killing it with the original series. I think I have yet to watch you or like any of the other ones, but I'm just so excited. I'm very attached to the characters. I won't really give away too much because I know some people probably have not watched the series, but just she has... She has a long way to go. We, sh we should say that. And I'm not talking about in terms of character-wise. I'm talking about in terms of distance because she has a very far down way to go. If you know what I mean. People who watch would know, but I'm so excited. I have this really bad habit of, of course, of course binging. Um, the When Stranger Things came out on the 4th of July, I legitimately watched it all in one day and like would not stop until it was done. So it's probably going to be how it is or else I just won't get anything else done. Like I'll constantly be worried about what happens next and like I need to watch it and I just will be so unproductive. So January 24th, I believe... That is a Friday, so I don't have class Friday. I'm going to devote that entire day. Just get it out. Get out my feelings. Maybe I'll include a little blurb on the next episode, and we shall just see. But so many eye-pleasing characters. Um, I just love the costume design. I love the plot. I love how each character kind of goes through their own struggles and has their own story. There's not a character that I don't like except the bad guys, and if you know, you know. But yeah. That is kind of what we are working with here. The last little segment I want to introduce is my current favorites. And I actually did this on my first or my last first legitimate podcast episode. And I wanted to continue it because I love seeing what people like. It makes the world go around. I'm interested. Everyone else is interested. It creates a dialogue. It's just a cool time all around. So my first favorite thing is my coffee maker. I love it so much. If you don't know, it is the Keurig little one that you put in your dorm. It's very simple, nothing too fancy about it. It's very small. It's gray. You can stick it anywhere and it's, I think, around $50. So not bad for what it's worth. I love it. I set up a new coffee station. I legitimately came home, home being my dorm, and the cord that they attach to the Keurig is very small. And small, I mean short. I could not find a substantial place to plug it in. So when I tell you I had to pull out my fridge, try to find an extension cord that was long enough, turns out it wasn't, had to move the fridge back, had to climb over my desk to get to the back of the fridge, and it was just a mess. And I'm glad that was over. But what I ended up doing is putting it on my dresser so we're the majority of my clothes are and setting up all my coffee mugs around it. I have a couple metal spoons that I use just to like stir sugar in and it was so cute. I have like little Keurig cups, K-cups set around it so I can easily just plug it in, put it in, put the water in. Very convenient. Love coffee. 
too much, but that's just another way to fuel my addiction. So the second favorite I like is something I never really would have expected to like, and that is a jade roller. Mine's rose quartz, like pink, the pink version, but I don't think it really matters. What I do, I put it in the freezer and when I get out of the shower, when I first wake up in the morning, if I want to kind of give myself a little pep up on my skin, I guess I do that. I roll it. There's like a big side and a small side and the small side I roll under my eyes and around my nose area and then the big one I roll on my cheeks, forehead, chin and it wakes you up. I know you're probably supposed to put it in the fridge but my fridge is full of food because I just went grocery shopping so in the freezer it goes like ice cream you know and it wakes me up and once the initial shock of the cold is gone it feels amazing and I definitely it there's no, no like long-term benefits it's more like not really placebo effect but just like you're literally putting a cold it's like putting a spoon on your eyes and that just helps swelling it closes up your blood vessels I guess and it just feels really nice and when I need that extra boost kind of to wake myself up when I feel myself like getting in, in a drag I put that on and we're all good to go. The next favorite, my third favorite, I have five. <laughs> so lots of things we're loving right now is my sports bra that I'm actually wearing right now. This is the pink um, middle twist sports bra. They just came out with a bunch of new colors. I got this one actually in their most recent sale, the really big one. Holy this sports bra fits me so well it's so flattering the twist in the middle just adds a lot of pizzazz it is so cute i love it it matches with my leggings i feel so put together it's amazing i would highly recommend it i just love it like it literally makes me feel like so cute and i can just go to class right to whatever workout i'm doing which is none right now because i'm trying to get a workout regime in guys but it is amazing and I look forward to wearing it during sweat sessions and beyond and I look forward to getting many more colors because it is that good. My fourth favorite is what I'm wearing on my wrist right now. It is my Apple Watch and this, if you know, is the only thing I asked for for Christmas and it is serving me so well. I actually downloaded a bunch of apps for it last night that are Apple Watch compatible. So as of right now, I have a Pong game, I guess like the old-fashioned Pong game on my Apple Watch now. I have like tic-tac-toe, I have a compass, I have reminders to drink water, I have a celestial map, like it, I don't know. I just think this is so cool. <laughs> it's really nothing special, but it is to me. It's a watch, but like I feel so official. I treat it like a fashion accessory. Excuse me. It's just nice because I just feel very more aware of myself, especially through the activities app. I've been drinking more water. And I know I, obviously I can do all this stuff by myself. I don't need a watch or a piece of technology. But seeing everything all in one place and being able to see 
the difference between me walking all day to class versus me staying in the dorm all day it truly just puts things a lot of things into perspective and it makes me really think about how I'm treating my body and all the different things I'm doing in one day so that's has made me a lot more motivated to get more active and just be more aware of my body and how I am treating it. And yeah, the last favorite is also kind of the same thing, but more with the mind is books. Guys, I used to be such a big reader when I was little. Like I taught myself how to read in preschool. That's like the only flex I have. Please do not come for me. I read all throughout elementary school, all throughout middle school. I just always had a really high reading level. And when it came to high school and college, guys, I completely stopped. I didn't completely stop, but like pretty much because you have to read all these textbooks all the time and you're constantly writing and looking up sources. And by that time, it's just like any thought of reading for fun or for pleasure did not seem fun to me. And it's sad because... I would read so much and I knew that that's how my vocabulary got so intricate and that's how I got so creative and that's how I got so motivated. So my goal was to just drop everything and read more books. So my cousin and I actually went to this thrift store in Ocala and we went to the book section. I wasn't even expecting to find books. He just wanted to go. So I said, yes. And I actually picked out, I think it was eight books for $4. Very good deal. And I read one of them when I was going up in the bus back back and forth from passion, finished one, gave that one to my boyfriend. It was so good. It was called When uh, Bad Things Happen to Good People, I think. Um, I don't have the title up right now, but it, it was something like that. And it was a theo theological book, so it made sense to read it during that time. It was so good. I kind of forgot what reading is like and like the amount of not really discipline you have to have to just sit down and read but like the concentration you can't you know you have to be focused on what you're reading you can't just go through a paragraph and not truly soak in the material and it just made me realize how much I missed reading and so my goal is to read a bunch of those books that I got over this year even though I'm legitimately drowning in textbooks right now I had to read three of them out of the five that I <laughs> had to get so it's gonna be an interesting journey but nonetheless one I want to do and I think it will help myself it will help my mental health it will help me become more motivated it will calm me down it will give me something to look forward to and it's legitimately like the paper version of a show so I'd rather train my mind and learn new words and be given more insight on the world based on that. So on to the main portion, 19 things I learned in 2019. This is the main meat of the podcast, if you can believe that, because we are at 23 minutes right now. So this year, as I mentioned before, has been so full of change and progression and new phases of life, chapters closing, chapters opening. 
that year, last year I guess, I graduated high school and came to college, which in itself is a humongous change amongst all the other changes that I incurred. So I actually graduated twice. So I graduated from my community college and their program. Oh, so I guess I, guys, I graduated three times. Like, I truly went out with a bang. So I graduated from high school, obviously. I graduated from community college. And then I graduated from the program I was in, which allowed me to get my associates. Hence why I'm literally drowning in schoolwork. And over this year, I kind of was thinking about it last night. Like, what were all the things that I learned, like, within all the change? Like, what were some good things? What were some bad things? What are some things that if someone were to ask me, you know, some advice or like insight, what would I give, you know? So that is exactly what I did. So I legitimately have 19 bullet points in front of me and I'm going to read them all to you, elaborate, try not to bore you and get too sappy, but yeah, let's just go full send it. The first lesson slash things I learned was that it is worth it. It was worth it. And I am talking about early college. Now, I know you were just hearing me complaining. <laughs> I know I really need to relearn this number, but although it has proved to be a little bit different of an outcome than I thought I would have, or at least as of right now, I know in the end, like, everything will be worth it. I'm on an accelerated track and it's just up to me to be able to um, get acclimated to the environment of these higher college classes. But I saved two years of college, two years worth of textbooks, two years of my life. And I get those two years to do whatever I want with them. I could get an internship. I could study abroad. I could finish college early. I could take those years and get a master's degree I could get paid to get my master's degree and I or I mean I could take two gap years and travel I mean any one of those things are a possible idea and I just when I first started this program I was in a place where I was so scared of being away from the norm and my parents really encouraged me to do this opportunity and not a lot of things like this would come up again in my life and so I was like okay like it does sound like a really good decision I wasn't feeling high school like high school is just not for me and then it came time to pick classes and I was like hold up like this is actually a real thing and I am scared and I am terrified and petrified and I don't want to do this and I remember I got so scared I was telling my parents to call the high school to see if I was still able to get a schedule. I was just so freaked out about this and they felt really bad and they wanted me to continue but a small part of me kind of knew in the back of my mind how good of an opportunity this was or I guess it was probably God. I'm <laughs> it, it probably was him because I stuck it out and the first year was pretty rough because it felt like I was looking through a window through what was happening in high school. You know, I wasn't there during the day. I didn't know all the inside jokes that was happening. I didn't get to see, you know, real life classes happening. I was just at SPC where I felt like I had no one to befriend and be close to. And so it just 
kind of put a damper on my mental health and somehow I was still getting like A's and B's but yeah I just want to tell that girl two years ago just stick it out and you have no idea how many opportunities and how many people wish that they were in your situation because once it got to senior year I did not give a flying fadoodle about anything I was so confident and I still I carried that confidence with me into college but I remember in that moment I just finally let it go and I was like this is senior year I mean I'm not gonna see these people all the time anymore why am I putting so much value into this of being at high school like what did I gain from being there and why did I leave you know just thinking of all those things again and all the benefits that I'm getting and I made so many friends and became so close with the people in my program and the teacher and it I just was thriving I was working I was captain of the volleyball team I had so many opportunities and good things just to relish during senior year because you know they treat you well during senior year you get all these celebrations and I was just thriving and now I'm in college and like everything's hard again (laughs) and the stress is because you're a baby now I'm a baby now so there's no like special treatment that you get but in that moment I was I was like it was it, it was worth it no doubt about it it was the best decision I ever made and it got me to where I am now and the ability to flex on people, I guess. That's, I mean, <laughs> to say that I am technically a junior in credits is very uncool up here to say. So I just say I have my associates because people are like, whoa, why are you taking business finance? Why are you taking, you know, all these 3,000 level courses? And I have to be like, well, kind of put that on myself, but at least I'll have a minor within the next year. So I'm hoping that part will be worth it. But in terms of what my mental what was best for my mental health and what would set me up for success it was definitely the early college program and I have so many people to thank for that decision and yeah that was me rambling about one out of 19 so I'm gonna keep this fast so number two is I need to work on my self-reliance and This is more coming into college because, I mean, you're alone. You are on your own. Your parents aren't really there to see what you're doing. Obviously, you can call them and they'll be more than happy to help you. But in terms of the day-to-day and the mundane and the little decisions you have to make for yourself, you just have so much more flexibility and you need to be able to be equipped to dealing with those decisions. And by decisions, I mean the gym. Because I was so used to having a coach telling me what to do and being surrounded by a group of girls who all knew what was going on. And now I don't have that. So I need to be like, okay, Emma, you need to focus on yourself and make a schedule for yourself. And you put in that initiative to go to the gym, make your own schedule. You pick the classes, you decide when to go. And I never really had that. So it's a weird feeling for sure, but I'm looking forward to it and the flexibility and range of classes and workouts I can take going to college in general like that in itself is just a huge time to learn how to be self-reliant and sometimes I struggle with it sometimes I just sit down and I'm like I have absolutely no idea 
what I'm doing. And I think because I was a senior and I was on the top of that game and I knew exactly how everything ran, I was just so confident. I kind of was like a little cocky at sometimes, not really to anyone, just in myself, like, oh, I'm a senior, you know, you get kind of get that big head. And now that I'm in college, I'm, you know, the youngest and I am not as experienced and I have to learn how to navigate through UF. I have to learn how to navigate through sorority life. I have to learn how to navigate through all these clubs and individual things and schoolwork. And now I have this additional pressure on me because in the past, I just completely stopped caring about impressing people because, you know, in high school, you're never going to really see those people again. And like, I didn't really, you know, put as much pressure on myself to act a certain way but now I'm with all these people that I care about and I want to leave a good impression on and that do matter so much to me that I want to make a really good impression and I want to like make the initiative and make them think of me highly so that's kind of one thing you know again I have to step back and be like Emma like you need to have that same attitude of whatever, like as long as you are nice to people and you treat them well and you do your best, like you don't have to go and do all these crazy insane things to win people's approval. So I guess, you know, being in a new place, you want to establish your reputation as being really good. But I mean, I was already doing that from the get go by just not caring and being genuine to myself and genuine to others. So that's one thing I kind of learned over the course of this semester of college in 2019. So number three is pursue everything wholeheartedly. I can tell you so many little side projects and blips and ideas in my head that I would get and I would start them and I'd be so passionate and then either halfway through or right towards the end I'd be like you know what I'm not gonna do this anymore like so close but like not quite kind of and it was like that for my blog for a while. My blog was one of the first forms of social internet kind of presence I had and I put so much work into it, like so much work into it and getting a membership, designing, redesigning and then once college hit, obviously again I give myself grace for this because I wanted to focus a lot on getting used to college but I was just like, I can't do this. I can't write. I don't want to write. I, you know, I'd get so close to starting to write an article and I'd plan to write blog posts and I'd get all the pictures ready and all the media and all of what I was about to do. But then I started typing and I was like, you know what? (laughs) I don't feel like it. I don't want to, like, this is not going to be good. So I just stopped for a long time. And it's disappointing because I feel like, I could have documented a whole semester of things and I eventually did. I did put up a article kind of summarizing all of the things that I did, all the highlights and just more prominent moments in my college semester. But even simple things just as such as journaling or going to the gym or, you know, pursuing this podcast even because it's so easy, you know, all those things I don't don't really constitute any truly truly negative consequences if I don't do it like I don't earn money from blogging so it's like if I don't post like it's not like a job where I'm having an employer expect deadlines you know with the podcast you know I'm not sponsored by anyone so I could just literally 
not post for a month and not have to worry about it. And same thing for the gym. I'm not having to go to practices. I'm not on a team. So, you know, if I don't go for XYZ amount of months or even years, like it's all on me. So my thing that I learned is if you are to pursue something, you have to pursue it wholeheartedly and you have to put in the work to do it. And I want to kind of take that as my own and truly find the emotion and motivation to pursue those things because I could you never know what could come out of it you know I could I guess achieve a goal you know a weight goal of lifting x amount of weights but if I you know I'm not doing that right now so how would I know with my blog I could continue posting more regularly and seeing the limits I can stretch with the content I'm creating create content the content creation and what I'm creating but I mean I'm not doing it so I wouldn't know same thing with this podcast you know I am recording episodes and putting in the work because I do have a spark kind of behind me but during the semester when things get tough you know I can't just stop like I have to keep going so because you never know what's going to come from this podcasting in the market right now is getting really saturated so who knows how mine will fare in the industry I guess slash scene space niche that sort of thing but I mean I'm here and I have a voice and so does anyone else so you never know what's going to come from it unless you pursue everything wholeheartedly. Number four is grow with the change. And that is something I have tried to tell myself and tried to learn over probably the, the past decade, not even this one, because I am, I have history of just not liking change. Mm mostly negative change but even positive change could be very overwhelming if even if you know I'm going to college that's a positive it's it's kind of mixed emotions but you know I just didn't like it I didn't like that I had a roommate I didn't like not having my own space I didn't like that you know I'm not near any of my usual study spots I'm I don't like that I'm not with all my old friends back at home but at the same time, I'm growing and I have to grow and I have to go through those things to grow and I wouldn't have grown if I had stayed in high school. I wouldn't have met the friends that I did. I wouldn't have gotten the academic opportunities that I did if I just stayed and not have done anything and it's the same thing right here in the sea. If I didn't go through recruitment, if I didn't grow in that way and get rejected and get, you know, all those no's and change and seeing new faces and new organizations I wouldn't be in the ones I am in now I wouldn't be the person I am now I wouldn't have had the confidence that I have now in myself and the independence I have in myself and the newfound certainty that I'm gaining every single day just by learning by myself it's the change that helps that and obviously I want to keep myself grounded and I give all glory to God because he has kept me on the path that he has wanted for me and I am so incredibly thankful and blessed. And that's just, you gotta grow with the change, people. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you don't grow, it's still gonna change and you won't be equipped for it. It equips you for the future. That's pretty much what I'm trying to say. 
Number five, I am where I meant I am meant to be. <laughs> I spelled that I am where I meant to be in my notes, so that's how I read it. But I am where I am meant to be. And in quotation marks, I put, or I guess in parentheses, I put sorority. Now, sorority recruitment, I could devote a whole episode to this. It is full of rejection, it is full of being uncomfortable, and it is full of putting yourself out there. And obviously, you know, that's how every school does it. It, However different it would be, the premise is still the same. You know, you're trying to see who you fit in with for pretty much the rest of your, of your life. Like once you join a sorority, that's like your people for the rest of your life. You know, you're always going to be associated with that. So during recruitment, I faced a lot more rejection than usual. And I came in made the first mistake. I came in wanting to be in X, Y, and Z place because I researched and I'm like, oh, I think I would be good in this one or I think I'd go in that one or I love their philanthropy, like I would be a good fit. Instead of like, you know, taking a step back, being like, okay, I only have this outside preliminary knowledge. Let's see how I am talking to these girls. So I thought I had, you know, you think you have really good conversations and then you just, they just don't invite you back. And it's a point system. It's an algorithm. It's not really anyone's direct fault. Like it's a computer. But the round between one and two was legitimately like the, probably like the hardest because I got cut from an abnormally large number of sororities and so I thought you know I wasn't going to continue like I was doubting myself all the ones that I thought I wanted did not invite me back like I like there was only a couple that really stood out to me and I was like you know what Emma you have to you have to try you have to see where you end up with you know it's not binding the second you get a bid just try it and see what you like so the eight days went on and more by more little by little, I should say, I was feeling them out. I got to know more about their philanthropy. I got to know more about their sisterhood. And, you know, as the rounds progress, you get fewer and fewer and the more in depth they go. So by the time, you know, obviously you have to have two by the pref round. And I kind of knew in my heart what I wanted, even though both were obviously great choices. All sororities are great choices. They all have their own amazing qualities. But I kind, you know, you kind of like had a feeling at the end and like, you know, if I hadn't gone through with that, you know, I obviously would have been in a different position, but I'm really glad I stuck it out because I ended up exactly where I was meant to be. And I am very thankful because not every girl, you know, gets to have that feeling. And at first, you know, I was still sad from all the rejection that I faced, but I, all the other girls I rushed with had the same amount of rejection. You know, we all ended up with one. So I was very happy. I am so incredibly happy to be in the sorority I am in now, Find Me at UF. And I am surrounded by amazing women. And yeah, I'm gonna just keep pushing it on because I literally have like 14 more. Yeah. And it's almost at 45 minutes. (laughs) So number seven, or no, number six, cling on to God in the busy. And I put passion in the parentheses because 
um, passion really made me realize how much I needed to depend on God in the busy, in the school, during sorority things. Like he is always there and I think it would have helped me kind of gather my thoughts and ground me a little bit more if I did continue to pursue him even in the busy times and actually this semester I am going to be representing FIMU in a Greek community youth group which is truly exciting and I feel like that will definitely help me be more motivated to gain experience with other people in that light and also through myself so yeah passion thank you love you I'm gonna drop the mic now Number seven, don't feel pressure to party. I am not a partier. I, well, I mean, the thing is, is that I, (laughs) you just, you know, I'm definitely not old enough to partake in what a lot of people take when they go to parties. And when I mean party, I mean like, you know, going to the club and stuff like that. Just like don't feel, I guess like throughout the first semester of college, like last year, I didn't really feel pressure to party anyway. So I guess that's why I'm saying it now. Like I'm there for school and I already have so much fun doing so many other things. And yes, you know, obviously like I am a college student and if I have the time and nothing at risk to lose, I guess, then obviously I'm going to have fun. But like, you know, just don't feel pressure to be going out every weekend when you know you have a test the next day or a big project or if it's like, you know, taking you away from the important things. So that's all I have to say about that. Um, study, study, study is number eight because I definitely could have put in a little bit more work studying, but I, it leads into my next point, number nine, which is spend less time on the phone. And my phone has definitely contributed to the lack of studying that I've done I just get I'm addicted to the internet what can I say like I go on YouTube Facebook Instagram Twitter Snapchat like all of those things take me away and you just like you go down this rabbit hole like it 10 minutes turns to 20 turns into 30 turns into an hour it's insane how much time like I waste on my phone I literally have like five hours of screen time a day and that's like obviously it's gone down just with me you know, going back to school and doing things, (laughs) substantial things and productive things. But that is crazy. Like five hours is like, think of what, how much stuff I could have gotten done during that time, whether it be like cleaning my room, seeing a friend for coffee, actually studying material. And I mean, it's, I mean, it's just simple. That was definitely a way that I could have gotten more studying in, maybe understood some concepts better, maybe like, you know, gotten better grades. But I mean, a lot of things came into play with the grades. So I did obviously try my best, but like, I just have to stop a little bit more with the phone. And that's kind of why I'm glad I have my watch because the thing is, is that, like, I don't want to miss anything. That's my thing, like, FOMO, if you're missing out. And on my watch, like, only the important notifications come through. So if my parents text me, like, if friends text me, if my boyfriend texts me, like, it all comes through. So I'm like, okay, like, if anyone needs me or if it's an emergency, like, I will see it no matter what. I can put away my phone with all the social media on it and all the extra stuff that I just, like, can't be around right now. So another reason why I love my Apple Watch, thank you so much, parents. I (laughs) appreciate the generosity. Um, Number 10, the best is yet to come. And 
I remember sitting and talking with my mom driving down the beach before I moved to college and I was like mom like we were just talking of like all these potential friends and like I haven't even met some of like the best people in my life yet like I haven't even like met who or what my sorority is like I don't know the clubs I'm in but isn't that exciting like this is the time to figure it out and I have so many new friends new sisters new colleagues um even a new friend that's a teacher if you can believe that and clubs and my involvement is just like through the roof and I want to get even more involved in like all the opportunities I've had with brand work and working with you know well-known brands and hopefully 2020 will bring a lot more of that but the best is yet to come you have absolutely no idea this can be through any aspect of life like this could be and even a new year is a new opportunity for the best to come. A new job, moving to a new place, like, you know, a new relationship, a new friendship, like all, even a new dog, like any, any new thing can bring some of the best in your life. So number 11 is make group me, ma- group me groups for classes, like group me messages. That's like one of the reasons I think I got through most of my classes is because just having a community that are all taking the same class, you can remind each other when to study. It was like obviously all random people because I was in a bunch of big lecture halls for all my classes. So it would be like at least like a hundred people in there and we would all like send memes and really funny things and just keep each other accountable. If we had questions, we could like answer them obviously in a not like in a unethical way, like if we had a question on how to do a problem or like what a certain concept means, like we would just help each other out with that. And that was such a great tool as long as you're using it for the right purposes. And I am definitely going to try and do it this semester because I definitely need it a lot more. Number 12, don't overpack clothes and things. And I'm saying this because I came home from Christmas break and obviously, you know, I brought things there, but then I'm bringing things that I got for Christmas back and like food back, which I mean, is understandable. Girls got to eat, but I have so much stuff in my dorm right now and it's kind of overwhelming and it makes me feel crowded. And I think once I go home more over the semester, I'm just going to slowly start to bring things back home so it's not like I'm carrying a whole bunch of stuff and packing a whole bunch of stuff once I actually move out so yeah like don't over or like underestimate what you're bringing like I mean it depends on where you're coming from my parents lived two hours away so they could or I guess like almost three hours away so they could like bring things up or bring things down but just don't bring too much stuff because there's not a place for everything Number 13, you aren't going to feel it right away. And that kind of goes with my uh, second thing that I learned, being self-reliant. Like when I first got to college, like before that, I was so like, I felt so good. I was like, oh, like I had this really big head. I'm like, oh, I'm going to kill it. Like I'm going to make so many friends. Like I'm going to do it. And I have done it. The thing is I got there and I was like, holy crap, like I'm at a place I really care about and I really want to make a good impression in and I want people to like me and I want all these opportunities to happen. Like, I'm scared, like, on top of being in a new place and in a new environment. So, like, if you feel 
like you're not independent right away or if you're not like super confident right away like it's okay it is so okay because I didn't like I had a moment where I was like holy crap like I have to do x y and z and make myself look really good in front of people and like no just be yourself be genuine be nice to people and I promise you will not have to do anything more than that to get people to notice you and to get them to like you because I mean that's literally all it takes at least for me like (laughs) yeah but college is a especially the first semester of freshman year like it is a new and scary and just coming of age moment so whatever emotion you're feeling is completely valid and I it's so understandable and you will gain that back like as the semester progresses and you get bearings to your surroundings you will feel that confidence come back and I can attest to that because it definitely has come back for me and confidence in general like guys it is not a streamlined thing confidence goes up and down all throughout adulthood like do not feel bad if you're going through a point where you're not confident in yourself and in your abilities and what you look like because it it's gonna go up like confidence is never going to be at one level so just take everything in don't worry about it just do what you can remind yourself put a quote on your wallpaper like you're okay and you're gonna be okay and you're gonna get it back and you're gonna get more comfortable and confident with your surroundings and yourself I promise you (laughs) so number 14 is try recruitment and again that goes with number five and I'm telling you guys girls I don't really know much about frats but girls like if you are interested or if you're wondering if you should do recruitment or not and you're just wondering and having doubts like just do it like just try it even though it's gonna be uncomfortable even though you know you're gonna be outside a lot even though you're gonna like could potentially face a lot of like just do it because even if you don't end up being in a house or if you just find out that it's not for you the p you're gonna meet so many different people and when I did it I did it before school even started so by the time school actually started I had talked to so many girls. I already had like 250 plus new best friends. Like all the girls that you talk to in your tent, like your different pie kai groups. Like you meet so many people and you're already exposed to the diverse amount of girls that, you know, are at the school. And so I would just like, you never know what's going to come from it. Even if you're having doubts or if you're wondering it's for you, just try it. Because like you never know like you could find your best friends. Number 15 is walk everywhere. And I say this because I have to. I do not have a car up in Gainesville and I <laughs> I actually walked 43 miles during recruitment like that in one week. It was crazy, something crazy. And I didn't have a car, so I was like, you know what? I might as well use that as my exercise so every day I literally walked like at least six miles depending on my class load like I'd walk I'd go from my dorm to the hall where my class was in to um the sorority house that I'm at which was like a 30 minute walk like put all together and then whatever classes and then back for like meals or chapter or whatever 
and that's probably why I've been able to keep up the freshman 15 because I was so active in that way and it would be hot and Gainesville is a lot more hilly than like you would think it is so oh I'm getting like out of breath just thinking about that but just for your well-being like being outside you're also doing good for the environment you're doing good for your body like you get to see what the culture and like the vibe is like now if it's raining or if it's cold or if it's like too hot like <laughs> it's not a fun time but just in general like you're doing good for the environment and that's all I have to say about that 16 don't spend so much money on food and conserve please conserve your money I learned very quickly how expensive buying coffee is especially when you don't have a source of income because you don't have a job at the moment because you're trying to get adjusted and um the past semester like I only got food or coffee when it was for social reasons so if I was getting coffee with someone if I was spending quality time with someone if I went out to dinner dinner with like my sorority sisters or friends, that's when I would spend money. But besides that, I have food at the sorority house that I am paying for. I have food in my dorm that I got. Like, there is no reason for me to be buying, un like, unnecessary foods, like, out of my own pocket. Like, that should not be a thing. Like, I should be saving money. <clears throat> and it worked out really well. I saved a lot of money. Like, I did not spend, like, quite as much money as on food as I did while living at home, which I give myself a pat on the back for. So yeah, please, like if you can avoid it, like I made my own coffee in my Keurig now and just just please do it. Like save any little, because food adds up, guys. We all have to eat. And so if you can, you know, rely on your meal plan or like make coffee at home or like you know, go to Aldi's, which is a really inexpensive grocery store, and get food there and stock it. Just do it. You will save so much money. I promise you it's so easy to get caught up with things like that and, like, go to Chick-fil-A and go. Starbucks is, like, right there, but, like, it adds up. I'm telling you, please do that. Number 17, things can work if you truly want them to. And I guess that's literally the same thing as number three, but I guess this was, I was, it was late last night when I made this list, so I, I guess I was probably a bit, but again, things can really work if you want them to. Number 18, don't take it personal if you can't see everyone. And what I mean by this is that over the summer before going to college, at, like, I just had the understanding, I kind of came to this conclusion myself, <laughs> like, without much thought, but... Obviously, this is a time where people are moving on to new things and like, you know, spending time with family is kind of really important because you're not going to see them all that much. And people are spending time with all their friends and like working a whole bunch, saving up money. And like once high school kind of ended, it kind of felt like a free for all, you know, everyone's doing their own thing, working, hanging out, I don't know, partying, whatever. But yeah, I just, I kind of thought to myself, and even, like, with people I knew that were going to the same college as me, I just felt like, you know, if I can't see everyone, like, that's okay. Like, I, obviously, I'm going to try and reach out to people and make plans with them, but if things don't work out, like, don't feel like they're not going to be friends. I guess, like, that's, like, kind of my friendship with my good friend, Alana, like, obviously she lives in my hometown and I'm up here and we don't get to see each other a whole lot but like we 
still know that like we are like each other's best friends and like she's one of my very very best friends and like no amount of distance or time apart is going to change that and I you just get that vibe with certain people like sometimes there are friendships where you feel like you constantly have to like make plans and like entice and incite responses and elicit things and you know like or else you're gonna lose it but when you feel that feeling with the people you're around that's how you know you have a good friend and like a true friendship you don't need to entertain all these things and to keep up with them all the time obviously you're gonna talk to them and you're gonna want to hang out but at this point in time we're all doing our own things we all have our own lives like it shouldn't really affect like the quality of the friendship that is there so that's just my idea (laughs) and Number 19, there will always be bad, but the good makes it better. And that is what we are going to kind of finish this little segment up off of. And we just hit one hour, guys. Isn't that awesome? (laughs) Um, There will always be bad in any situation you go in. In high school, you know, it was me not fitting in. And the place I'm in now, you know, it was leaving home, leaving everything I knew, leaving the comfort of my home, leaving my parents behind, you know, all my friends are going off to different places, facing a really intense schedule, but like the good and the amount of positive things has made it a million times better. You know, having the opportunity to get free school and to meet like-minded people who thought the same as me a million times better you know the opportunity to you know branch out leave your home and become more independent and more confident in who you are and being able to be your own person that is what makes it better you know there's all in all aspects of life there's going to be bad there's going to be hurt there's going to be love and loss and all these different stereotypical and cheesy romance rom-com movie things lifestyle hallmark movie things (laughs) but like guys there is so much good that comes with it too if you just sit back and allow it to come in. I know there might be some aspects of your life like loss and like some things you just don't understand and ask why is this happening, but you just it allows you to kind of realize and be grateful for all the things that are around you and the way people come together and help and just everything you have to live for it just makes you realize how precious life is and how all the good things make everything so much better those are my 19 things that i learned for 2019 and we are quickly approaching the end of this episode guys this is the most i've talked to myself ever (laughs) i mean i've talked to myself in the past but definitely not this long so i have two little more things i want to kind of go over before the end a little two more segments just to keep things spicy you know so one of those two is goals and i kind of talked about it a lot with y'all um because obviously 2020 new year new decade like we are just out here pushing through um my one of my personal goals this year is to work with more brands if you guys didn't know i work with victoria's secret pink with content creation and curating content for them based through an agency and a marketing campaign type thing and so i pretty much get um to pick out clothing and from a select theme that they give me and create content for them and just kind of boost their campaign that way i love to work with more brands that 
I connect with and do the same things with. And also I applied to be a campus rep um, for my campus. Who knows how that's going to go. I'm not putting too much weight into it because everything is happening for a reason. And, you know, it's just going to allow me to do more things depending on what the result is. But that would also be cool. Another goal is bettering the podcast. Um, I love where I'm at right now. I love the um, podcast art. I kind of like, you know, the direction I'm taking in. I have inspiration from other podcasts, but I also implement some of my own personal spins and segments and things like that. Um, I'm hoping that Simply Introspective is something that people can get behind and feel connected to because introspective definitely means inward looking and I feel like everyone kind of has their inside scoop on things and I'm able to bring that out of myself into the world and talk about anything and everything and that's kind of where the idea came from and just pay homage for my blog because that's that has always been a special part of me a part of my identity has been blogging for the past four years four or five years so yeah um my third and final goal is to just get through the semester and please pray for me guys because this is legitimately going to be the hardest semester I've ever gone through um and I you know I'm just gonna do the best that I can and so to leave off this podcast episode I want to give you guys a little bit from my last segments that I'm going to implement in here and it is called a hint of honey um, so that's going to be a tip, encouraging quote, something positive I see to kind of leave you guys off with, something sweet, something light and buttery, things like that. So my quote of the day that I'm going to give you guys is actually something that I posted on my Instagram feed. And I believe it is by Morgan Harper Nichols and she is a very, oh wait, no it's not. It's called the practiceeco.com. That's what it's from. My mistake. Still love you, Morgan Harper Nichols. But the I posted this on January 1st, and I always post like kind of my mantra and a nice quote to kind of start off my feed and the year. And this one is, live as fully and bravely and beautifully as you can. And I just love it. It's simple, it's to the point, and it gives me a lot of positivity and a lot of hope for what this new semester, this new year, this new decade could bring. And I wish all of that upon you guys who are watching as well. So guys, that is the end of the episode. Hopefully you guys have gone through and listen to everything. I know I talk a lot and I'm trying to get more concise in how I say things and yeah I mean <laughs> since you've listened to this last episode I've become available on more platforms. Dun, 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 dun. Apple Podcasts. Guys this is huge. I am on Apple Podcasts so if you go onto iTunes and Apple Music you can search up my podcast and listen to it from there. So I am currently on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. And I am continuing to grow on many more, so I will let you know as I do. But I hope you guys have an amazing day, an amazing year, amazing decade, and I wish you all so much learning and growth. And yeah, thank you so much, and stay tuned for the next episode.